Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of For the Love of Money. And today, I am so excited to sit down with my friend, Ryan Blair, the incredible serial entrepreneur, New York Times best-selling author, founder of Visalis, founder of Hashtag One, and founder of so many other incredible companies that we all use day-to-day out there. Now, check this out. Ryan went from being a gang member growing up to this multi-millionaire epic entrepreneur that he is today. He thinks on a whole nother level compared to most of us. And so you're going to get to find out what Ryan thinks is the secret to success, both for himself and for us to follow. Find out why he's pledged to give away over 90% of his entire wealth to charity. And you're going to find out why he is such a reverend of entrepreneurship. I mean, downright unapologetic as to why every single one of us have a responsibility to be successful entrepreneurs because it is going to affect all of us. You're going to be blown away at the very end by his answer to my final question as to why we should be unapologetic about our pursuit of success. I think you're going to be surprised. So sit down, buckle up, and let's go. This episode is incredible. Okay, Ryan, my man, thank you so much for being on. I'm wildly grateful. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. So I want to start with your backstory because it's wild. I mean, it's totally wild. So you kind of grew up in a broken household and you had this abusive father. You were a high school dropout turned serious gang member and you also suffer from ADD. Uh, Yeah, I I've got a combination. It's it's a it's not actually. Everybody says ADD, and people like it, you know they 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 think it's cool to talk about ADD. But there's a, it's actually a neurological disorder. It's more complex than that. But I'm sure your listeners are going to figure out is ADD plus OCD means something else, right? Wow. So despite those odds, how have you ended yeah. up as one of the most respected entrepreneurs of our time right now? Uh, uh, well, I mean, for one, I, I've never even thought of myself as as one of the most respected uh, entrepreneurs of our time right now. So that's like. I haven't even thought about that. Uh, that's shocking. Uh, thank you for saying that. It's humbling. Um, so what was the question? Sorry, you just knocked me off my feet, man. I, <laughs> no I, I, problem. Yeah. So it was really, how did you overcome those odds? How did you come yeah. from that type of start and end up this incredibly respected individual who's just killing it now? Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, there, there's a few things that um, that entrepreneurs, uh, good successful entrepreneurs are wired uh, by. Um, and we're all wired. Uh, differently, but we're all wired, you know, to have a risk reward mentality, you know, to be a successful entrepreneur. And you have to be willing to take some risks as an entrepreneur that most people won't take, right? Because they're afraid to, you know, because they feel like they have nothing to lose, right? Like, you know, like that's, that's like, you know, or I'm sorry, they feel like they have something to lose, but they really don't, right? An entrepreneur has to have a nothing to lose mindset and attitude. And that's what I had, I had because I lost my father at 13 because my brothers and sisters were professional criminals because I was forced into a gang after my you know, sister's uh, best friend and my first kiss was murdered in a drive-by shooting right in front of us at 14 years old, right? I, 
I didn't elect to join a gang. I got forced because of murder. And then, you know, had to see that. That basically created a set of survival skills. And on the streets, you know, entrepreneurship happens all around you. In the middle class, entrepreneurship doesn't happen, right? And that's why the middle class are, you know, are shrinking at a rapid rate, or, you know, rate right now, right? Because they don't, they don't know about entrepreneurship. They're not taught about it. But you learn about entrepreneurship on the street. Uh, and then you learn about certainly in wealthy uh, you know, households in society. So that said, I just got wired right. And the good news is you can wire yourself, you know, you can, if you want to be an entrepreneur and you're going to say to yourself, oh, well, I didn't have it that bad, so I'm not going to be that good. The answer is, you know, that is incorrect. You can actually do your programming and wiring, you know, to get exactly to where you need to be. You just have to figure out, you know, you just have to figure it out and reverse engineer it like I did. But that's pretty much how I got to where I'm at. It was kind of a reverse engineering of what I wanted. And uh, it's more tech, you know, there's more science to how I got there than most people probably think. Uh, there's a lot of art, uh, and I'm happy to talk about both. So, so that kind of actually brings me up to a quote that I once read from you. And I think you were talking about the moment when you and your mom first moved into the new neighborhood with her wealthy boyfriend. And yeah. you said something like, um, you saw that these people weren't any better than me or any smarter than me. It's just yeah. that they were rich and I was poor. So I made the choice to then become rich too. So I have to ask yeah. you, is it literally just a conscious decision to once and for all become wealthy or is there more to it than that? Yeah, dude, you do. That's great. That's a, You've just inspired me. You know, I've been interviewed so many times and I just, you know, people ask me a million questions. You just triggered something, man. So one, uh, it's awesome to just as a privilege to be having this dialogue with you because we're, you know, I know you and trust you and we have this, you know, connection. So, you know, you just made me think of something crazy. Yes. You know, you can just basically trigger immediately, you know, the state necessary. And, you know, cause I remembered right now, I was just thinking right when, you know, it got triggered, right. You know, the state necessary. So it is, you know, the nature versus nurture, you know, argument that everybody asks about entrepreneurship. It's math. You can figure it out mathematically. Right. You know, and, and, the moment that I looked around and said, wait, the math doesn't add up, right? The mm -hmm. math doesn't add up. Like these guys have more than I do. And I'm, I'm equally as smart as they are. If I want what they have, all I have to do is, you know, change a belief or, you know, or learn something and, and I'll get there, you know? And so, if, if I don't want that, you know, then don't lie to yourself. If I don't want that, say, I don't want that Rolls Royce. Fine, don't get it. But if you really want that Rolls Royce, then quit lying to yourself because there is a way to get it. Because I proved it and I have the math to back it up. And so anyone that's listening, I'm just, I got excited, dude. You just stimulated something. Maybe we should write a, you know, a, a dissertation on this subject. But there's, it is a mathematical formula. You just have to basically put in the work to do it. And I can tell you exactly you know, what I would do if I were any entrepreneur in nearly any subject with, you know, with that, that had at least five years to do it, you know, at least five. But I'd prefer a subject that had, you know, 10 years in them, you know, to be able to put 10 years worth of the time, you know, necessary. And if you do that and you're, you're committed to that, I, I can almost guarantee 100 percent results. So let's actually go there. If number yeah. one is you're making a decision to become successful. Assuming that they've got that step out of the way, what are the next two or three attributes that they absolutely yeah, I, I freaking think, have to have? I, I think number one, they, they become self-aware. Number two, they, they calibrate themselves, right, into what it is, you know, like they, 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 they're self-aware and then they give themselves a score where they are in the, very char the various characteristics 
uh, and attributes uh, necessary to be a successful entrepreneur. And there's probably, let's say, no more than, I would guess, 20 of them. So you just write down 20 characteristics necessary for you to have, and then score yourself, let's just say, from you know, on a one to 10, uh, and one of the attributes, let's say, is enthusiasm, hypothetically, right? Mm -hmm. And then just go one to 10, I'm a one to 10 in enthusiasm, right? Right now, today, and do it daily, right? Today, was a, I was a one to 10 in enthusiasm. I was a, uh, uh, a one in 10 in being a coachable student, I was uh, one out of 10, you know, I mean, out of a one out of 10 today, was I uh, appropriate in my health necessary to have the energy necessary, uh, you know, to, you know, be the entrepreneur I want to be on a one out of 10. Did I have the right positive attitude, you know, positivity one to 10? You know what I mean? Like we could do this, right? Totally. And then you just basically score, you know, whatever the core characteristics of them. Uh, and then out of one to 10, and let's say there's 10 for hypothetical numbers that gives you, you know, a thousand points and then divide that by what you gave yourself, right, every day. And then ask yourself, you know, get yourself a coach and have them fill out the same sheet with you, right? So that way you have at least an outside party's perspective of your reality every day. So you have a calibration mechanism and you will have a path to successful entrepreneurship right there. So, I mean, these things sound very simple, right? So make a decision and then, you know, rate yourself based Quantify on yourself. the attributes you, ne yeah. you need to have. But you also mentioned something else. You said get a coach. And a lot of times people call them mentors. You're a huge believer in coaches and mentors. Is that right? Dude, dude, you know, I everything that I have in me, and I am not uh, as good as people think I am. And that's why I tripped up when he told me I was like uh, something like considered a good entrepreneur. I'm not. I, I am just uh, a student, a voracious student. And I will go, uh, you know, I, it, my appetite as a student is so strong that I have found my way into the Pope's residence. And I don't say this to brag. Wow. To the Pope's residence in the Vatican. Wow. Right? To have experiences that you could never imagine. And you, you people will think I'm lying. And then to the White House, invited by the president. You know, who would have thought a gang member got, would clear secret, circuit, secret <laughs> security, right, to meet the president. You know, and not only, you know, the Obama administration, which I, I'm a huge fan of his, and listen, I'm a patriot, so I'm not taking sides here. And I'm, I'm also you know, raised by you know, a, a military family. So you know, my belief of my duty is to help our nation no matter who's president. And so I'm going to, you know, uh, a lot of people might not like the fact that I'm willing to serve our nation regardless of politics. But that said, I've met both administrations and I've lobbied Congress and I've, I've helped people get elected to Senate. And all of that type of stuff has been dreams come true. But I've gotten to each and every one of them. I mean, dude, I had Coach John Wooden personally mentor me, the considered the most all-time coach in the history of coaching. Uh, you know, and he's won pre a Presidential Medal of Freedom. And he, he was a, stu a teacher of mine that he adopted me as family. And then Coach Dale Brown and all of these miracles of the mentors that have come into my life. Everybody thinks it's either too good to be true or he got lucky. And it's not. The path is math. I engineered my way there, right? You, and, and you can too. Can I didn't pay for it. I didn't have the money to pay for any of these guys. I just figured out how to either raise the money, borrow the money, or trade in value, or give them equity, or get them to invest in me, or do whatever it took, right, to have them mentor me. And I still do that to this day, every day. That's incredible. So do you, do you now pass that on to other people, that role of mentorship to others? Is that important to you? Yeah, very much so. So you know, and I haven't really made uh, an, an announcement about this. I haven't told anybody what I'm up to after I sold my house in uh, December of, uh, t of, you know, late last year. I think we closed the deal on Christmas Eve. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, and I, 
it's been announced. I stepped down as CEO and I sold a controlling interest in Vice House. And, you know, I'm no longer involved in the day-to-day -day operations. You know, although I, you know, I, I love them. That's my family. I created that company. You know, it's in my DNA. Uh, and I'll, you know, always be there to serve them. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm no longer able to, uh, uh, you know, because of the financial deal we struck after we turned around the company. You know, I stepped down and handed the controlling interest over, which was a very natural, great thing. But, you know, it means I have a new role of kind of a, uh, you know, founder of Vicelles as opposed to, you know, uh, one of the people, you know, a general executing day to day to drive the company. Uh, but that said, so that, that freed up a whole lot of time for me to, one, spend a lot of time with my son, think, and, you know, come up with some new uh, uh, philosophies and uh, do some new things. One of those things is my fund hashtag one which is designed around entrepreneurial mentorship. So Hashtag One is a, a VC firm for people that know, don't yeah. know. You know, you invest in other people's startup ideas. Is it also an incubator? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for one, uh, uh, for, you know, for everybody out there, uh, I'm kind of like the anti-VC. Um, in fact, Hashtag One, I don't really even know. And like, it's tripping me out. Like, you know, like something, maybe the readers can help me, uh, your listeners can help me um, solve the, 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 you know, the, the equation here. But I'll just tell you, you know, because, you know, sometimes other people can see clearly what you should focus on. Mm -hmm. And us entrepreneurs, we might have like we might have 50 good ideas. And then you're just like, dude, just it, or, or you might see something like you might see me repeat a, a series of words. and You're like, I hear in your voice. It is this. Right. And I'm like, OK, great. Write that down and focus. Right. Because, you know, sometimes entrepreneurs like us, we're really creative and I'm I know you are and your mm -hmm. wife is. So, uh, so that's it. Maybe you or your listeners can help give me clarity here. But so I started out, out hashtag one because after I sold Vysalis to Blythe, they ousted me. Right. And it was the only way I could still be connected to my, you know, the, the, the families in my network that I built. Because when you build a direct selling business and network marketing business, you know, it's a family. Right. Like mm -hmm. and you can't just like sell that family and, you know, walk away and you know, you made a lot of promises and commitments and in the wrong hands, you know, that might hurt them. And, you know, so that's a tough decision, you know, as a, an executive and an owner to make, because it really hurts field members. And that really hurts if you care and you, you know, you have a big heart for entrepreneurs like, you know, I do, because that's why you do this business in the first place. You want to mentor and teach entrepreneurs. So, you know, anyway, so that said the, the, you know, the, the, the things that I've been uh, building uh, in the lab, some of which, like one company that I haven't told anybody about, uh, yeah, I've been building for since 2008, uh, and it's 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 in the AI sector, and it's specific to some of the problems that I discovered when you know, and and my various investments that I started making in hashtag one in technology companies that power the industry. Uh, you know, I started investing in kind of all the supply chain of the industry. Uh, I built and started a lot of the tech that powers the industry, you know, in fact, most of it. And, mm -hmm. I, and, and, you know, and most, I wasn't like allowed to be as, I, you know, I can tell you um, some of the products that I built in my lab at Visalis because I'm a software engineer by training. Mm -hmm. And so I've been building software and like, you know, and for a while. So hashtag one uh, has been kind of stealth. And one of the things that like, you know, like, you know, I'll, if you, I, I could talk about some of the projects that, that are public, but like there's a couple that, you know, like are like one one is um, a company called Heal, for example, that, you know, I just got Larry Ellison to join my board. The wow. Freaking and Thomas Toll and Paul Jacobson from uh, from uh, Qualcomm and 
uh, like, and I, I literally just raised, uh, you know, I, I didn't, actually, I didn't do this. Uh, sorry. They, they did this. I just happened to, you know, be there in the beginning and help, you know, give that team, you know, some seed money and founding money. And I kind of spotted the talent and kind of, you know, saw and then nudged them and got them some other investors and I helped, but you know, I, I, I didn't, you know, I can't take credit for what they did, but it's like, it's a unicorn. It's called a heel and it's out of this world. So crazy what they broke through. That is literally, you know, it is reducing healthcare costs and providing quality doctors into homes and saving freaking lives. And it's doing it through a science project. So anyways, I could go on for days about some of the things that I learned through my experience at Visalis that are now powering other industries and, and some projects I can't discuss because I haven't, you know, uh, unveil, unveiled them yet. Sometimes, you know, you might work on something for five years and put $10 million into it. And then, you know, one day you realize you have to, you know, shut that thing down uh, because, you know, you know, it's not going to work. And that, man, there's, you know, those are, those are bad days, right? But, you, you know, so I, I can't, I don't talk about a project until it's ready uh, or until, you know, I've sufficiently got in a, he- a big enough head start that once I tell, you know, big formidable competitors, uh, you know, I have at least enough of a head start to effectively get a first lead or enough momentum to compete, you know, once I'm in, you know, against some big giants, like, you know, some of the projects I've been involved in are. So, so yeah. Ryan, it seems like you really have a, no, a nose for recognizing a standout opportunity and being there in the beginning. So what is that? What is that secret sauce in getting a startup to take root and actually turn into a success story? Because we know it's actually yeah. rare that they end up a success story. Yeah, all right. So, you know, I, you know, I, I, for some reason, you know, my I've been able to duplicate this. And, and I, I don't know, I can't tell you really why, uh, you know, I can tell you that, you know, like one of the guys that I met, I, I'm, uh, I look up to and I had the privilege of you know, seeing, you know, some of his uh, some of his uh, back cave the other day uh, and, you know, in a very intimate moment. I hate name dropping. So, you know, I'm only sharing this with the readers because one, I'm pinching myself and two, I might I might t- teach you something that perhaps I got the blessing of learning, not because, you know, I was supposed to learn it, but because somebody else was. And so if I use this name, you know, you might listen more effectively. So I, I do that disclaimer because I hate name droppers and I hate it when people look like they brag about who they hang out with. But I was in SpaceX the other day wow. and I was and I was looking at some of the things that they're working on. And I was saying to myself, are you you know, are you are you kidding me? Like it, this guy is going to freaking, you know, and I got I got the privilege of bringing Reagan, which he you know, they've never let a child in. Wow. And they so wanted to let a kid with autism come in to see what was possible. Like, I'm about to tear up. Um, you know, and I somehow got there because I donated to charity. Not because I'm this Ryan Blair's entrepreneur, because these guys don't need to meet, meet me. Like, the, like you know, they, they, they don't even have the time to return the calls of the leaders of other countries right now. That's how, that's how revolutionary this company is, right? Like, Elon Musk... Is you know has a lot of people trying to get a hold of him on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. They're a lot more important than Ryan Blair, right? Than to take the time. But because he heard about what I was doing, you know, in the fight against autism, you know, the door opened, right? So I learned some things observing him. One, men, this guy had no formal training in any of this stuff. I was looking around at like satellites, jet engines, Iron Man, freaking things. I mean, it is the real freaking Iron Man, Jeez. right? The real Iron Man. 
And and then, you know, it's even better. You know, I'm studying this guy because that's what I do, right? Like I'm taking in so many data points on an individual in every encounter that I will obsess about studying their facial expressions with sound, without sound. If I want to master what a person's got, if I want what they got, I will absorb their skills using any neurological strategy possible as fast as I humanly can without regard and without fear, because I know by absorbing their best trait, you know, my God, you know, per my purpose that I believe I'm on this planet for is to, you know, to, you know, to, to take that gift and give it. And that's how all of my success is derived. So that said, dude, I, I learned, and I'm writing a lot about that. I probably spent eight hours a day writing about that. But the last thing I'll tell you, uh, you know, they're just like us, dude. They get drunk. They get, you know, they get hung over. They, uh, they party like, dude, they, they do some, there's some wild shit that, that you know, that <laughs> these guys do. And I was like, you know, like, there's no, like, look, I have more discipline than a lot of these guys have. That's what I'm saying. Like, you might think that, you know, like, well, they just must be the most disciplined, you know, uh, workaholic ever. And they don't have a great life. Some of these guys, they have great life work integrations. I don't know if I call them great life work balance, but who cares about balance? I mean, as long as you got a great life work integration, you have a great happy life, right? Like if you can integrate your work where you need to, when you want to, with whom you choose to, and do the things that you love and enjoy that you don't even feel like their work, and you could do that whenever you want, 24 hours a day, and still have you know uh, fun in every category of life, and, and you know and feel fulfilled and happy, and so much so that you just continue to spread that light, right? You can do that, right? So you know, and there's a path, right? There, there, there's a path to it. The path is math. You just have to reverse engineer it. So you keep saying the path is math and, and you just reverse engineer your way to whatever you want to achieve. And then I heard you say a couple of times that, you know, you study everything right down to facial expressions and you kind of emulate what the greats are doing so that you can also kind of do it in your style. Is that one of the keys to success is just yeah. emulating yeah. those so, that you want to be like? Yeah. So I'm going to teach your users something that, that is going to shock every one of them. And especially the ones that said, well, I'm not good at math. I can't be an entrepreneur. You are actually great at math. You just don't know it. And, and I can prove it to you right now. I could, you know, I've never even thought of this, but like I somehow figured out how to become a mathematician, you know, and, 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 you know, I've, I've got a few patents on file. You can look them up that, you know, that power probably some of the mobile devices that, you know, your, your people are listening on right now. Right. And I never passed a math class. Elon Musk never went to engineering school. He didn't go to rocket science school. He didn't go to electric car building school. He didn't go to, the AI school, the, the, you know, the, the tunneling school, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, was the, 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 the hub thing that he's building, mm -hmm. the, the you Tunnel, know, tunnels below LA. Tunnels, whatever. Yeah. Dude, I saw the tunnel. I got, I got to go down in the boring uh, wild. tunnel. Like, dude, wild. So he didn't go to any, there was, you know why you didn't go to any of those schools? Because he just dreamed and about, you know, th doing things that no school existed for. Right. You know what I mean? So he didn't have to go to school. I didn't go to medical school, but I employed, I employed at one point lots of doctors, right? I didn't go to law school, and I unfortunately employed lots of lawyers. Like, what would you rather be, a lawyer or the person who employs the lawyer, the lawyers, right? Yeah, of would course. Would you rather be a doctor or a person who, you know, but you have a choice. Most people don't know that they have that choice. They just think they, well, you know, they can never be in medicine if they never went to med school. That's not true. You can actually have the best, you know, people in medicine working for you, or even more importantly, when you have a health issue on you and not have to ever go to med school. And I, I want to reiterate that you need to earn as much money as you possibly can in this society right now, especially if you are in America 
and you are soon to lose your health benefits, and you have a family member that does not have insurance that you would love to be able to pay for the appropriate medical care for, but you will not be able to because it is going to be ripped away from you very fast. And you don't even know that that's coming and it is coming this year. And that's going to hurt a lot of you because you're entrepreneurs. You don't work for companies that have freaking health insurance. You're not thinking about that. You're taking risks, right? You're not saving up, you know, you're not, you take, you know what I mean? Like you didn't save up $5 million so you could take care of, you know, your child's cancer when the time comes. You thought society had a, you know, had some safety nets because you're a good taxpayer and, and, it, and because you've been a good citizen. And, and the truth is you don't. And it's going to be ripped away from me. It's going to break my heart when I see all you guys, you know, suffer out there that, that you know, that, you know, that aren't going to have health care. So, and I believe me, I'm, I, and I got to tell you, I, I, you know, my, my son's name's Reagan, so I'm a Republican. This is not a political speech <laughs> for either side, right? This is not, this is just me saying, you know, you better protect yourself and you better have enough money to take care of your health because the difference between the rich and the haves and the have-nots is only one thing, and money can only buy you one thing when you're sick, and that is the best medical help in the world. And boy, I hope that you 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 get the best medical help in the world if you ever have you know the the tragedy that that I've had when you have to face family cancer, you have to face autism, you have to face your mother being in a coma for two years, you have to face you know your sister having cancer, you have to face supporting you know relatives that you know that you shouldn't, but their parents, you know, are in prison because your brothers and sisters, you know, put that burden on you and you took it. Right. So that said that maybe when I run for president one day, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys will have my vote. Uh, yeah, you'll know uh, uh, that I care enough about the entrepreneurs because we are what drives society. We are what create the jobs. We are the role models. We are the inspirations and we're the ones taking the risks and we're the ones, you know, that the wealthy, non-working wealthy are sucking the money out of us and the middle class. And they're transferring all of that wealth into their pockets. And a lot of them are greedy, evil bankers. And I know who they are because I've been in the room with those pigs when they underwrote my IPOs. And when I you know, became the whiz kid on Wall Street and I had the, you know, the number one stock on Wall Street for years consecutively. And I saw those pigs you know, turn on me when I did what was right for my team and I pulled my IPO against their best wishes because it wiped them out. And I got my real rightful shareholders, my field members. They all made the millions because I did what was right. And I saw they turned on me and then I became the number one most shorted stock. You know, I was the whiz kid and then the most hated kid, right? You know, it was, it was a wild ride, man. And I learned, you know, you know, but so God gave me those, you know, that crazy uh, experience. And now what I am passionate about is serving entrepreneurs. And I do that in every way I possibly can. And I also am passionate about uh, one other thing. Uh, so I'm passionate about, you know, serving entrepreneurs. Uh, I, I really like to work with at-risk youth to teach them entrepreneurship and the secrets of it so that they, you know, that they know, you know, what society really doesn't. Like, you know, I mean, like in a mischievous way, I want to turn all kinds of people headed, you know, to, to you know, to a life of crime like I was into the best solutions. Right. And I want to create an economic I'm doing it. I have a research project. I've been telling anybody about where I'm trying to calibrate that because my, if I can prove that a kid like me from continuation high school, if properly trained in entrepreneurship, you know, will go from a, a negative asset to society, AKA a liability, right? Meaning a deficit, they cost societies, taxpayers, a negative, say in my case, 100, well, shoot, 
let me be honest, I cost taxpayers probably $5 million a year from the years of 13 to 17, <laughs> right? And I, I wasn't the best uh, uh, illegal entrepreneur, but I was good, right? And I was really good at the financial aspects of it. Like, I love that, uh, you know, and, and you know, uh, uh, and I, that's a longer story, but, you know, I was going to become a professional or I was going to go to prison for the rest of my life when I got one day caught but I avoided getting caught, you know, and I knew how to do that too. Uh, and so, you know, and my family was uh, also professionally criminal. Okay. So I, you know, I had, all, I, had, I had that trained at the dinner table, right. That kind of entrepreneurship. And, you know, think about a kid being trained that his first, you know, years one through 13, you know, and ultimately that destroyed my family. Right. And ultimately that then put me in a situation where I had to, deal the same poison that killed my family just to live, right? So imagine that. But I learned entrepreneurship, and then I just basically, you know, uh, uh, made a commitment to God that I'd spend the rest of my life giving back, and I, and I keep none of it, you know? And I, I live a life of, of, of fulfilling my dreams. And a lot of times people criticize me, and you know what? I don't care. If you don't like it, that, you know, I, I post a picture of my log cabin that I just built with my hands at Path Connect Ranch, in tribute to my mentor, you know, who when my path connected with his, my life changed, right? You know, a, a, a societal project to bring back mother nature and, you know, and, and bring people, you know, off the grid, you know, to really learn, you know, what is necessary, you know, to learn from nature in an entrepreneurial way to come back and solve our problems, our, you know, plants problems. People criticize me for showing those pictures or making those donations. And I, I share with you, one, I'm telling the audience all of this because I hope to inspire one of them to do the same. And I don't care, you know, uh, who that bothers along the way. And that's what entrepreneurship's about. Like, you have to, you have to just not care about what people think about you, well, because, I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I use the, the term unapologetic, and you're clearly unapologetic about, you know, being passionate about only, forming I'm, these I, entrepreneurs. I'm, I'm, I'm a reverend about it. Like, yes, you have to be unapologetic, and I'm a reverend. Like, I want to burn people into a hornet's nest against me if they believe that what I just said is bullshit, right? You know what I mean? You know why? Because, you know, take me on. That's the attitude you have to have. Yep. Right? Guess what? Do, you know what? You know what pisses me off more than anything is, you know, tell me I can't do something that I want and I believe is right. And, and or tell me that, that I'm not good enough to do what is right. Or try to tell me that I should do something that... That is morally wrong or against, you know, the grain of my God-given talent and blessings that he bestowed upon me, right? Like, you know, challenge my religious beliefs and watch what happens. I will not convert to your religion. And what happens is as entrepreneurs allow people to convert them out of the religion of entrepreneurship. And I hate to call it a religion, but it is an organized, structured thing. And it is ran, you know, it is very similar to a religion when you think about the wealth that capitalism and entrepreneurship, it's actually better than religion. It gives you all the time freedom. It lets you choose any religion, right? And it lets mm -hmm. you help any religion and do anything that you have a religious, passionate feeling about, right? That's entrepreneurship, right? So, so yeah, go ahead. Let's go there. I mean, clearly you've seen the bad side of money and the good side of money. How do you view money right now? Yeah, shit. You know what, man? And sometimes you don't know. So I, I'm spiritual as you can see this. So forgive me if you hate, uh, I have lots of friends who are atheists and I have, uh, just so you know, 
I'm as close to as, as an atheist, as an entrepreneur can get. I studied evolution. I thought I'd be an anthropologist. So I'm trying to speak to both religious, non-religious, all religious people. I love all religions equally for their good things. And I love them. I don't like them all equally for their bad things. And I've kind of made my own. And so, you know, that's my thing. And I share that with you. But sometimes I use terms based on my uh, uh, a religious, religious upbringing and so forth. And I don't do that to try to convince anybody of religion. So, but my religion is entrepreneurship or my sport, for those of you who hate the word religion, is entrepreneurship. I've just created my own religion in that sense or my own game in the sense of a sport. And you can too. And that's what I've done, right? So, uh, uh, you know, and, and everything I do is, is, is all in, in those different buckets that I've created games in or to be more technical, that I've uh, started projects and And I've been starting projects. And the more money that I've made, the more projects that I've been able to start. Now, those projects, and it's real simple. I'll give you guys some techni- technical things real quick because I know people have, love it when I talk philosophy, but they like you know tips sometimes. Any A project to me is anything that I want to do that involves more than one task. It can't be done in less than two minutes and involves more than me, okay? That's a project. And that might mean, dude, a project for me because, you know, you might think I'm all smart, but like I'm, I'm equally stupid in a lot of things. Like, like making dinner is something that I can't like, dude, to get my kid. I, that's why I love women entrepreneurs. I love coaching women entrepreneurs because, you know, and, and, and investing in women entrepreneurs is because women like they're designed to be able to get the kid up, get them, you know, watch, fed, happy off to school and, and do it in like 22 minutes. Like I can't, it takes me four and a half hours and like, I'll have to fight with my child sometimes. Like, like so it'll be, it'll be the worst day of my life sometimes just to figure out how to do that sequentially and in a way that like he honors him and you know, the sleep that he needs and all that other good stuff. Right. And, and, and I've observed women just be able to do that and talk on the phone and drive at the same time. Right. Like I, I am like, you, sometimes people like the, the, and my teams around me, you know, they'll, they like, they know like that they're like, and they'll make fun of it. you know, and our culture is like, I, mean, I have thick skin because you know, I'll, I'll show a person where they're weak, but that's the culture I've created, you know, because I don't really believe in weaknesses. You know, I believe in strengths and I believe in showing, you know, when I show a weakness, I actually do it uh, with a, you know, I don't call it a weakness, but it is one, but I, you know, what I call it is, you know, the counterbalance to their strength, right? Like, 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 you know, like my, if I, like my team will sit Ryan, you're freaking, your, your competitiveness is like, or, or right now, like, you know, I'm, I'm writing so much, like they'll call me a recluse. I want them to, you know, have the liberty to tease me because sometimes they're right, you know, and I need to know that, right? Like, you know, like sometimes it's not healthy for me to, you know, you know, because we go into different modes on our journey. Like sometimes you go into student mode, sometimes you go too far, you know, you got, you overcorrect and you just become a, like, you know, like a person that just basically thinks it's entrepreneurial to sit, you know, sit home all day and read all day and never take action on, right? right. Sometimes, sometimes you don't do enough of the student stuff. Sometimes, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it's, it's a fine tuning system. And so, by the way, the secret to my success, and, and, and I know I, I'm going to rant here, and, you know, you'll have to get me back on course with the ADD, but, you know, I want to pay tribute to my team right now and every team that I've had before me and every team that's invested in me and every investor that's ever invested in me because, dude, all, like, all of those people are, are why I'm successful. And I know a lot of times, like, people say that, they don't mean it, but I can actually tell you specifically, like, like you know, when the deal went down, who wrote the language in the contract and who didn't. See, wow. see, see success... Yeah. And I, I mean, I, when I say this, like a lot of entrepreneurs talk a lot of crap and you, especially if you're in my, you know, I just came, uh, I, I was heavily in the field when, you know, a, a lot when I was a CEO of Isalis and I love my old field out there, but I'm not, you know, that's not my job anymore. And so, you know, I needed to step, you know, aside and let their new CEO, 
lead them, right? Like Nick always mm-hmm. had led them, my co-founder. But like, you know, the right thing to do for me was, you know, to, to disengage in relationships. So Nick could have the, you know, the, the time and, and the respect that he deserved to step in and fulfill the role that I used to. And that takes time. Like, you can't just do that by title. Like, you only, you know, that's what, like, in network marketing, still with people that think title leadership means something. And it means nothing. You, like, and this is my point about success. Everybody, you know, you can have a title. Like, you're, in a, you're a double grand puba in a network marketing company. Or in my sales case, you know, a five-star ambassador or whatever. You're, I know you've been involved in some companies and some people here. But we all know there's some, like, top titles. They're hard to get to. And a lot of people get to them. And a lot of times people get to them by the hard work of other people and they don't know how they got there, but they get all the money and they take all the credit for it. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know what I mean? And that's the same in every entrepreneurial run business guys. It's not just network marketing. A lot of times people actually leave network marketing stupid, stupid, like for the dumb reason of they think that, you know, Oh, this sucks. This is like politics, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it happens everywhere. It happens to every company and everything and everything that's entrepreneurship. Right. So get over it. You know, there's the grass isn't greener anywhere in any industry. And I you know, obviously I've, I've invested in all companies and all industries, and I have, I have intimate knowledge in network marketing uh, to apply, you know, my, my relevant thesis and its conclusions mathematically on all this stuff as well. It, you know, you're going to have naysayers, you know, people doubt, and then you're going to have people that mislead you because they tell you that they've done something that they really didn't because somebody else did it for them. But they might not even be lying to you, lying to you and knowing it. They might not. They might. They may not know it. So you might not hate them for lying to you. But they're because they might be doing it subconsciously. Or they might not even know, like they may not even have the capacity to actually figure out who was building what underneath them or on top of them or inside them or doing what to help them set up their events or get the company off the ground or, you know, you know what I mean? Like they may not have been so self-aware to observe the hard work of all the people around them. And they may have not had enough gratitude to take credit for it. And so they may claim credit for it that they don't deserve. And believe me, I've heard that. I've seen that. And I've had it done to me time and time again, right? Like where a person claims credit for my success and I'm like, you know, challenge. Right. You know, like, dude, I, I started challenge marketing. Right. I own freaking I bought challenge challenge dot com, you know, for five hundred thousand dollars, wow. breaking a record in 2010. This is on record. I have patents in the subject that I freely gifted to the world that are used like in the ice bucket challenge that I, I'm not going to sue the ice bucket challenge for copying one of my business processes. Right. Right. Because you know what I mean? Cost, like, yeah. I'm not an evil. That'd be evil. Right. Like I saw yeah. something that I had, a, you know, that I have a patent on. That, uh, that, that was so effective and it raised $200 million and I could sue them and probably get a lot of that $200 million, but at the expense of all those souls that would have benefited from, you know, that, you know, and some evil people do that, right? Like no freaking way would, you know, God would, you know, he'd probably call me up that day. Like, he'd be like, Ryan, you broke your deal. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Like that day Reagan loses his father, right? Hey, I want to I want to like, ta- talk yeah. about that deal that yeah. that you quote yeah. made with God. You yeah, you started the Blair you, you Foundation. No, 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 no. Right. It just sparked this question to me. You founded the Blair Foundation, and you pledged over ninety percent of your personal wealth to go to that foundation upon your death. You've got to tell yeah. us about this. Yeah. So, so guys, some people, and once again, I want to preframe this because one, I want to tell you guys something. You know, I know I talked a lot, and Chris, I hope you have me back on the show because I know we're. We're oh, running out sure. of time and, for sure. and I love you, man. And, and if the entrepreneurs want me back on the show, like I, 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 I'm, I'm, I, uh, hashtag one, just real quick. Uh, I'm going to, I'm not plugging it, but I just want to get this out of the way. Hashtag one is going to soon announce a entrepreneur in residence program where people will submit their applications. We will vet them. We'll either bring them in uh, and help them incubate 
their ideas, give them the resources, coaching, wisdom, capital, knowledge. You know, shit, uh, right now we have a house set up with 10 bedrooms, almost over 10 people can sleep at it, where it's in the Hollywood Hills, you know, it has a freaking gym connected to Runyon. We haven't announced this yet. You know, it's got healthy lifestyle plus, you know, rooms and, you know, and game rooms and all that shit like a great culture would. So people can literally move, you know, to here if they are accepted, obviously, if they are accepted and, you know, for the program. Uh, some of the people that have emerged from the program in the past are guys like Gerard Daly, the founder of Elite Daly. Wow. He exited his company for $50 million. Jay Charles, you know, he's got a $10 million company. Uh, Heal is worth, you know, frick. It'll soon to be worth. I, I, my guess is they'll announce there was $500 million after two years. Uh, you know, like there's some good, pro- there's some, we, you know, I've been involved in some unicorns that nobody's known about because I haven't told anybody about it. And I'm only, I'm only getting this out of the way now. So your listeners, whenever this comes out, it, it'll be relevant. Uh, I hope that it comes. I hope that you get this out before I make the announcement. So anybody you know out there that does have you know a qualified business, we'll put up all the specifics on qualification. I want to tell you this is not we're, this is not a network marketing uh, incubator. So we're you know if you're in the network marketing industry, you know we're building tools in some of the companies you know that that are going to be uh, uh, announced. Uh, like you know like Fragmob for example. If you go to the website, you'll see like that's a company that serves you know the most of the industry. Companies like Amway. You know, it is doing some things in AI and tech that the big corporations are taking advantage of. At, you know, it works. I don't know what companies are out here that some people are, are familiar with or will be or whatever. But like, we're going to be making some announcements and some of the radical, revolutionary, disruptive things that we are going to do to put the power into, you know, the people of the industry's hands. And so um, that, that is not a that's a company I've invested in. It's not a company I own 100 percent in. But it's a company that I identified the talent, helped them come up with some of the product ideas, and now they serve the industry, right? And, and I can proudly say, you know, that that a lot of the t- code that I wrote early on, you know, is you know serving the industry, and I've invested in those companies, and so I get a little piece of the success of the entire industry, or most of it. So you know, and and so I I got a lot of projects like that that I'll announce, some that are radical, and some that I'd love to do private betas on. They're not just specific to network marketing, but specific to AI and entrepreneurship and 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 also you know we're doing some uh, ai research projects where we need a few subjects where we're you know we need some site data we're going to apply that to some of their you know volunteer data anonymously of course and, and we're going to have some computer learning engines go find you know their attributes that you know no one's ever discovered you know machine learning is radically changing the way jobs you know and so what what i want to do is i want to create an algorithm that basically finds the best of us and then tells us who the worst are and it gives us an opportunity to either develop them or never have to do business with them in any business that we're in, right? Like, wow, and, you know, identifies you know, talent. Well, no, because there's some bad people with talent. That's easy. You know, I mean, sometimes the devil, the devil has a, mm-hmm. a way of tricking you, right? Yeah. <laughs> or you take, you do a deal with the devil, and you know it because you want the volume or something. You want, you want the, you know, like you're panicked and you, you know, you want to, you, or your ego wants to be like the first to do whatever, right? So like, mm-hmm. you, you, you recruit that guy or girl or woman or family or do whatever. And you know, you're making it deal with the devil and it comes back to haunt you. And, and we do it in every entrepreneurial industry. Like, you know, we accidentally hire or hire too fast or grow too fast, or we don't grow as fast as we needed to, blah, 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 blah. So yeah. Anyways, I get, so where do so, people but, apply yeah. for this though? How did they apply yeah. to get into yeah. this yeah. incubator? So, yeah. Uh, you know, well, I'll, I'll, uh, it, it's going to be announced on the hashtag one.com okay. website. Uh, there's already some information out there that we have not announced publicly yet. Like, Gerard Adams, one of our, um, you know, EIR, uh, I wouldn't call him EIR, Gerard read Nothing to Lose, which is where a lot of the people um, 
that have come into my life. God, you know, I, I gave nothing to lose. When I wrote nothing to lose, I said, God, if this book becomes, you know, a, a, a number one success, it'll get me the influence that I need and the meetings I need to fulfill your purpose. And I've dedicated this book to you to, and, you know, my son and my mom. And, you know, and I even let cameras follow me during the process to keep me accountable and to see if, if somehow I had, was blessed with a miracle that somehow I that became a number one, New York, you know, international New York Times bestseller in all around the world. It still was launching in new countries. Like every day I get fan mail from countries, millions of readers around the world, right? By, you know, not by me, by somehow channeling something, you know, that he gave me, right? And, and it connected, right? So, and I, and then, and then to further, you know, you know, I could, I could have made millions for that. I, I said, the other part of the deal is if it does that job, I'll give it all to charity because I know that I'll make so much money from the entrepreneurs that, I, that come to the ecosystem and you'll provide me so much wealth that it'll feel at charities, you know, long after I'm gone. And right? that's where the 90% pledge came from, right? Yeah, that's where I gave 100% of all the profits and nothing to lose away. And, you know, like Jared Adams read the book, started Elite Daily, called me up as a founding investor, sold his company for 50 million bucks two years later. And you'll see on the hashtag one.com website, now invested in founders. Jar's also an investor alongside me in Heal and other projects that his investment in Heal was the best investment you could ever do. Wow. You know, we bought, an evalu- we bought an evaluation of like X and now it's worth, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in just a couple of years because I want to create a family of entrepreneurs I do business with for the rest of my life in a variety of different businesses, in a variety of different roles, in a variety of different things, but all with one purpose, right? You know, to transform billions of people's lives, right? You know what I mean? And, 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 and we're all equally geeked out about the different ways to do it and, and, and trying to do it very efficiently and in ways that have immediate, massive, but an impact that is very quality driven and very deeply received and, 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 and generational, like legacy, like, like something that could be, we could quantifiably pass down for generations to maybe, maybe, you know, in, you know, sorry, to maybe in the extinction that this planet is about to soon uh, experience, both maybe environmentally or by our very own hand, because some of the projects that I've worked on and some of the labs that I've been in and the top secret clearances that I've received, and, I, and this is verifiable, you know, I've, I've been freaking, you know, I was invited by the Admiral of the Navy onto the USS Nimitz, you know, to, for a very technical specific reason, because I had mastered something early in my wireless uh, radio frequency career that still exists today. Okay. Give you that. Wow. That much. And I've been, you know, I've, I've been invited to the leadership science lab at, at West Point, you know, where I, where I spoke to the military uh, mathematical leaders of our military you know, I'm saying the math, the war, it was the war academy, academy science department of leadership. Like the guys that are in charge for all of the science behind all of our wars and leadership and the thing that makes the trillion dollar American military annual budget machine work. Right. That's wild. Pretty, That's wicked, wild. That's wild. Wicked. And, and in the technology, nuclear facilities and shit, like weird shit that I'm not, you know, I can't say anything more than that. Right. You know. Like, and I've been in the White House with the same kind of conversations and in Congress and in secret private meetings that one day, you know, will be disclosed, I hope, by the good that's come out of them. And I, I can't even tell you the projects that I may be able to proudly say, uh, uh, you know, 10 years from now, I know this, that the, the measurement of the economic impact of the things that I'm creating today will be in the trillions, not in the billions, because I've already done that. I did the billions when I was in my 30s, dude. 
So, I'm about to be 40 years old. So the bottom line, step up, right? the, bo- the bottom line is this, because I know, I know you got to pick up Reagan in a couple of minutes. So yeah, I just, yeah, I kind of want to, I told you to cut me off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just so want to put a bow on this real quick. Yeah. You got three minutes yeah, dude, before wait, you got to pick on, up Reagan. Wait, 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 I got a minute. I got a minute. <laughs> this is such a good man that as we, we talked for 30 minutes before this, this interview, right? Yep. And we got all caught up. And then I told him, dude, just do me a favor. I will geek out and I will get so engaged. That, like I will forget to pick up Reagan from school and I'll be heartbreaking. <laughs> so please stop me. Uh, you know, I, so, but Chris, I got to tell you my strategy there is I didn't really have to leave at 4.15. Uh, I knew I would get there and you would help me get there. We have about five minutes and I will still be there right on time to, you know, get my precious boy. So right, perfect, it is yours. Perfect, is yours. perfect. All right. So here's, here's the bow I really want you to put on all this. Um, obviously, your legacy is that you're creating massive financial impact and it's going to do so much good in the world. Why should people be unapologetic about their own pursuit of success and wealth? Because they, why, why should they be? Well, the answer, the answer your question specifically is they should not be. That is stupid. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. If you, you know, and I don't, I'm not being critical of you or anybody that has that belief system, because believe me, I have, I have a ton of belief systems. And if you knew what they were, you'd think I'm stupid too, because we all have stupid <laughs> beliefs. You know, we do. And you just got to learn them. You got to figure out what those stupid beliefs are. So like, forgive me if, if like you have this belief, system, this belief system that you've adopted by accident, because we all adopt them by accident and by bad habit and by all kinds of things that, you know, we're just, we're too stupid as humans to, to, to know because we only use 10% of the capacity of our brain. And so, you know, we dumbly pick up some bad habits all the time, every time subconsciously, and we don't even know it. Okay. So, so wait, it. are you saying people should be unapologetic? No, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm saying like, like, you know, no, no. What I'm saying is, is you, you know, you're either adopting, uh, so it, what, if you restate your question specifically, you know, you know, the, the thing is, is it's not, you know, so your question was, is why shouldn't be people uh, 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 like unapologetic, right? If I think, if I recall, it was a specific, So right? my, my question is, why should people be unapologetic about yeah. their pursuit of success and wealth? And in other words, why should they go oh, for yeah, it no, out I loud? Why. I get why, I get why, because I want, I get, I get why, because I, I was trying to mathematically frame the question. So I, now that I told you kind of my definition of it, now if we go back and then let's go on, let's go to the view on top of that question. And it's like, it's like, uh. Uh, the, the word should, oh, by the way, you want something funny? You know what my ringtone is? Excuse me, for my birthday, Master P and, and Little Romeo uh, just sent, like, sent me rock, uh, a song they made for me called Rock Bottom to Rockstar. Uh, and dude, you, you got to hear this. I'll send it to you offline. But it's a freaking greatest birthday gift, and they surprised me with it. I'll be 40, uh, uh, you know, in a few days. Next week, yeah. And it's like, dude, it's an anthem with freaking Master P and Little Romeo. And it's like, and it's like, Something to the degree of like, I'll send it to you and you can break it to your readers. You know, I've geeked out because I love those guys. As a kid, I listened to them. But it's so cool. Like, and it's a good song. Like, you know, I'm not just, it's not just being me egotistical. And it's inspirational. Uh, That's that. uh, And I just heard it for the first time right now. It popped up. I was like, are you kidding me? On the podcast, like, I believe in fate that I just got that gift. That's wild. So inspired. Like, you know, like, because I gave a lot of my energy today. You know that. I'm not saying that because I want anything in return. But then, boom, the universe just returned something to me right now. And it was a miracle that happened. And you, you guys observed that on this podcast. And, Chris, it's because of you and the energy of the people around you, my friend, not because not, not of me. So thank you. So the answer to, to your specific question after I went on my ADD rant inspired by <laughs> the miracle that just occurred um, is I, I was really arguing with the structure of the question, not the words within it. I was arguing with the syntax of the question. So what I, what I learned is, you know, it's not the words, it's the syntax, okay? And what I didn't like about the thing is, like, should and shouldn't be apologetic, should not be a question that any of us should ever have to ask, right? 
Like we should never say, should I be unapologetic or shouldn't I be unapologetic, right? You right. know what I mean? And that was kind of like the basis of your question was that there is that that is a A B question kind of thing, yep. right? Yep. So when I research engineer, we got an A B question here. And so, you know, you frame the A side of it. So I had to go frame the B side of it. And that was a rant I went on. And now uh, now now I can A B test that question. Okay. Okay. And so then that's how I mathematically and that's a, and by the way, the path is math. Like I promise everybody, you can do this too. You do it already. You are A B testing everything at all time. Is this safe? Is this fun? Is this good? Is this bad? Should I go back to this restaurant? If I want to go to dinner with my wife, like you are a planning machine. If I want to go to dinner with my wife, what dinner? What did we go last time? What will make her happy? What time do I pick her up? How much time should I give her to get ready? I mean, you're A-B testing this stuff and you're a mathematical machine all the time. You're just doing it in all kinds of other areas and you don't even know it. If you just applied that brilliance to entrepreneurship, you could do it too. Sorry, that was my gift to you. Uh, uh, right? So that's what I just did right there as I A-B tested that. And the answer is, you know, that that, that that question should not be posed in the first place. The question should be posed is this. Why do we have a culture that, that, that has a society that even questions whether they should be unapologetic for doing good? Oh, I freaking love that. Why is that an issue in society? Yeah, why? It's, it's BS. Why, right? Like, I want to, I'm mad about this now. Why should I have to ask this question? Well, yeah, your listeners should be mad as hell. And Chris, that's a great question. There's nothing wrong with it. You just inspired me to think about it. And I had never thought about that. Right. And like, that's dude, I've been, like, I've done so many interviews. You, you are so darn good. Like you're good, man. Like, like I, I, I never, I, you, you know, every, your probably your readers are bored sometimes of hearing about me talk about the same questions over and over and over and over. And that's why I always try to invest so much in preparation and content. And, and I live a life of, you know, learning just for that. But that said, it's, that's, that's my half of it, but you're the other half of that equation, brother. If not, if not, 70% of it because it is you that put me here today and, and inspired me. And you, you, the question is, so we got to figure out how, why we have to, why does Reagan is a better question, have to live, grow up in a culture where he will question the good that he does. And he will ask himself, should I do that good? Should I hide that good? Should I apologize for that good? Or should I be unapologetic for that good? Well, you know what? I'll tell you this. You just, I'm going to take a stand right now and count me in. You know, I'll go to frickin' war. He's not. And your kids' kids should not have to ever have that question posed to them as we have been so unrightfully programmed to, you know, culturally, societally, politically, and otherwise to frickin' ask. Because, Chris, I, that is a question that I see as evil that we would ever even think to have to ask it because our culture should be built and, and should have enough you know, uh, we, we have so much money in America and, and Western civilization and the people on this phone are just simply giving it to the people, you know, that, that you know, the, you're using Skype. I'm using Skype. We're giving it to Microsoft. I'm on an iPad. giving it to Apple. I'm on Facebook. giving it to Facebook. I'm on watching sports. giving it to the sports team. Right. We're just giving it. We're just giving all the wealth, all of our wealth away. Right. Because time is our wealth. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? And so when we're being programmed to give our wealth away. Right. Yep. To them. And that, that question is a product of their programming. And next thing you know, you're going to realize that I'm about to geek out and I think we're in the matrix right now <laughs> <laughs> or soon will be. And that's it. That's my point. I do have to cut off the, some of the projects and scary things that I've seen, man. Like there's some things where I've thought to myself, if I bring this invention to life, it could end humanity as we know it. Oh my I mean, imagine the software that we have in our lab and the machines you know, in the 3D printing investments that we've been making, software, making better software that makes better machines, that can make better machines of any material, in any matter, in any substance, in the periodic table that you can imagine that could suck up all resources in this universe in any dimension of it. 
It's that exponential growth of intelligence, right? It could end humanity, and and as we know it, it is going to happen if we don't act now. And it's you know how you know this virus is going to spread. You know how, you know how it's going to suck the fuel of every job that it can by automating them through software. And then next thing you know, that's basically sucking your life skills away from you. So it's going to eat those first, and then it's going to eat the income that you would have been making to feed your family. And then it's going to eat the income of any other job that it can until it slowly dismantles all the capitalistic fuel that it can find by the flaws in humans 10% of our capacity. And then it's going to build, and we're doing this in the lab now, the software is getting smarter and rebuilding itself and regenerating itself. And the and now it's building smarter hardware that's building itself and regenerating itself. And as soon as, you know, and it's Moore's law, Moore's law is this, every 18 months, this technology will duplicate. We are, we are five cycles of duplication away from a demonstration where we will print organs. We are, I'm sorry, we're already printing human organs. I'm sorry, we're already doing that. We're five cycles away in in innovation based on Moore's law, right? Five cycles from D-Day, or at least the day the virus goes out of control. That is insane. Yep. Uh, uh, Guys, that's, that's five years to 10 years out, maximum 10 years out. And I can tell you that, and I'm a subject matter expert. I've been in the lab on this for over 10 years, and I've spent hundreds of millions of dollars, and I've, I've had access to billions of dollars worth of research facilities, scientists at all levels of government to, to work on this project in and, and, and a variety of different ways. That's wild. Uh, that's wild. Yeah. So Clearly, we're going to have to have a follow-up conversation on that. Well, you need to go get Reagan, hashtag, my friend. By the way, that's the purpose of hashtag one. We need to build the entrepreneurs that are going to solve the problems before you know, we create our own extinction. That's it. That's my purpose. So I hope to, I hope to one day say that, you know, I was a part of, you know, that revolution where we, you know, we humans did just, you know, self-extinct by way of environment, you know, or otherwise. Probably like, the like, most yeah, important effort of our time. Guys. All right, right. That's what entrepreneurs got to do, buddy. I'm going to get Reagan. Thanks, my Thank brother. You. Take yeah, care. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.